You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 56. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, this is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. This is a podcast that I developed to bring you health, fitness, nutrition, and all kinds of healthy living inspiration. Today I have an interview with someone who inspires me probably more than anyone I know. She is my coach. Her name is Natasha, and I really wish I knew how to say her last name better. I think it's Natasha Fundermerv. Is that how I say it? She's going to have to help me with that one. Anyway, she is Austin's number one triathlete coach. She was voted number one tri-coach this year, and it's because she absolutely is the best coach in town and probably around the world, in my opinion. She inspires us in swimming, in biking, in running, and in life. And I thought it would be awesome to have her on the podcast today because I talk about her in so many different episodes, and I thought you might like to hear her unbelievably sweet voice with her South African accent and let her tell you a little bit about how her life has changed now that she's a mom, how her body has changed now that she has worked with me uh, for nutrition to drop those baby pounds, and to talk to some of the athletes out there, triathletes, and perhaps if you're someone who always wanted to do a triathlon, uh, she's going to speak to you about how you might get involved. So here we go. This is my interview with Natasha. All right, Natasha, so great to have you. How are you today? I'm doing well, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited. I can't even believe this is your first podcast interview. I know. I'm a little scared. <laughs> you're a little nervous, well, I but have, I'm excited. Yeah, I have a great audience, and I know they're dying to hear about you because I talk about you a lot on all my podcasts as my coach that you are. So let's just start off a little bit. Tell us, because you have this gorgeous accent, tell everybody where are you from and a little bit about your background in, um, in sports. Sure. I am from South Africa, uh, Kimberley to be exact, uh, which is, we always say it's the Odessa of Texas or the Lubbock because it's like the small dry desert town. But what that did is everything was close by. So it afforded me to be able to get to as many places as possible. And how that relates to the sports is I literally played every sport imaginable uh, growing up. So um, everything our school offered in South Africa, our schools only go till about 1 p.m. every day. And then we have tons of school sports all the way through till like 5, 6 p.m., uh, which I played because both my parents worked. Um, and so tennis, which we'll talk about more, I'm sure, um, was kind of the main sport I went into. But I did grow up as a swimmer. Um, that was the first sport I actually did when I was five. I have two older sisters. And so they were swimming and I wanted to join them. So I would go along with them and five, six, seven, I was already doing some pretty hardcore swim practices. Um, and then, you know, in South Africa, we have a sport called netball. Uh, we have field hockey. Um, I did run cross country. Um, so how that relates to triathlon, I definitely could pull back on that. Uh, I did uh, track, um, all sorts of things. Wow. And uh, when I was 12, I then decided to go in a tennis direction because um, there was just a lot more opportunity. Hmm. And, and you actually went pro. I mean, you were a pro tennis player. 
I did. Yeah. You know, the goal, you grow up in South Africa with the goal to either get a scholarship here in the States or to try to become a professional tennis player. And I was a, a great junior. I was actually top 50 in the world um, wow. for, for juniors. Um, we would uh, always actually go from, I think about the age of 13, we went and we played internationally. That Like they have the adult um, junior circuit, uh, not adult junior circuit, the adult circuit that had a junior circuit. And so players like Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer and all these players grew up and played Kim Kleister's played at the same time I did. And wow. we saw them from 12 years old and I was playing and getting my butt kicked um, <laughs> with them. So uh, anyway, I did I did well as a junior and I was like, you know, I'm going to go for it. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to have the support to kind of go onto the pro circuit and give it my best shot. And so I did that for, I'd say about three years looking back. Um, and then I just got injured all the time. Um, just it's tennis is so hard on the body. Funny enough, I feel like it's hotter than triathlon Wow. Um, to a certain extent, just with all the twisting and turning and repetitive injuries because sure. you're hitting the ball all the time. And, um, I was just done that. And I was traveling by myself and most of my competitors were traveling with a coach and mm. everything else. And we just couldn't afford to do that. And so, you know, three years of doing that and I was ready to kind of settle down a little bit. Uh-huh. And when you settled down, were you here in the United States? Yeah. So it's kind of funny story how I got here. I, I first worked in the Bahamas. I worked at Club Med. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I told you that. I was uh, playing tennis and I was there helping run a Nike tournament for my mom. My mom worked for Nike. And I loved it so much there that I walked into the GM's office and said, give me a job. <laughs> and so I came in as a tennis coach. And then after about a month, their head tennis coach left. And so I ran their tennis program, which was a big tennis program in the Bahamas. Uh, and I stayed there. And then I met some friends who were living in Austin, Texas. I came over to visit them. And I started working at the John Newcomb Tennis Academy huh. because uh, there was a South African coach uh, working there. So anyway, he offered me a job to work there. And that's kind of how I came over was coaching tennis. Wow, that's awesome. And so then how did that evolve into the fact that now you are a pro triathlete? Yeah, crazy. Um, I w was friends with someone who just loved triathlon. And they said, you got to do it, you know, and they even went as far as to buy me my first uh, entry fee into the, into the race. It was like, I know you're not going to sign up by yourself. So here I entered you the races in two weeks time. Wow. And, uh, so I was like, okay, I guess I better get to swimming and biking. And, uh, I, I had been running just to stay fit. I was teaching tennis at river place country club at the time. So that was fine. I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and then, but the biking and the handling, uh, was ridiculous. Like I got out on the bike and I remember riding three loops around the Bellaway, which as you know, is like three miles. Yeah. And, uh, I was exhausted. I was like, <laughs> I need to go get a cheeseburger. I'm so proud of myself. I burned so many calories. And anyway, so, and then I got in the pool. Um, I, I hadn't swum actually for like, uh, many years since I was a teenager. And so swimming 13 years later, um, yeah, I had to kind of relearn in a sense. Wow. 
Well, and what, what many people that live in Austin, they, for some reason, every single person in Austin knows you. <laughs> Everywhere I go, everybody knows you. But for anybody who does not live in Austin, just so you know, Natasha is one of the most incredible athletes. And obviously, that's why you're able to sort of just pick up swimming again and, and get right into triathlons. You truly are such an inspiration, definitely to me, but so many. Your athleticism is such a gift. I mean, it really is incredible to watch you. And I think that you could do any sport there is. Is there any sport you cannot do? I haven't found it yet. <laughs> can you even golf? Say that again? Can you golf? Uh, I can, yeah. I don't know if we had this discussion, but I always said that, uh, you know, I've been a pro tennis player, uh, now a professional triathlete. The next thing I'm going to do is become a professional professional golfer, golfer because I actually picked that up pretty quickly oh my and I do have a hole in one to my name. Oh my gosh. See, <laughs> see, there's nothing this woman can't do everybody. I'm telling you. Um, okay. So, so you became a pro triathlete. You're, you're absolutely amazing. In the last couple of years, your life has definitely gone through some changes because you got pregnant and you now have a baby girl who's gosh, she's going to be one. Is it in September? Uh, in August. In August. I, I can't believe she's going to be one before we know it. So, well, first of all, at any point in your life, even before you were pregnant, did you ever struggle with your weight? Yes. Honestly, as long as I can remember. Okay. Um, even like when you were a teenager? Yeah, definitely. Um, I went to, I think it became apparent, I went to a boarding school mm. when I was 12. And, you know, you're just around all these girls. It was an all-girls school that I went to. And then it it just became aware. I just became aware of it more at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then also as I started to put on weight, so in boarding school, it's not the healthiest of foods, unfortunately. So you're not eating mom's home-cooked meals. Sure. And I started to gain weight. And then, you know, I realized at that point I was just very conscious of it, looking at other girls. So you know, I would say from the age of 12 or 13, I was very aware of it mm-hmm. um, and always wanting to. And I would find myself actually kind of crash dieting a little bit because I was like, oh, I got a tennis tournament in sure. a month's time. I want to lose like five pounds or, you know, three kilos at the time uh, so that I can go in lean and fit, you know, for this tennis tournament. So, okay. So, okay. And that's, I mean, it is interesting that even, you know, you were dealing, you know, in America, we feel like it's so such a part of our life and for women and for girls. But I mean, you weren't even in America and you felt that same pressure, I guess, as a teenager. Oh, definitely. It's, so, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's okay. universal. It is universal. And it's really <laughs> tough. And so as you became a pro tennis player and a pro triathlete, how did you handle nutrition? Like, was it something you focused on, like you did your training or was it still sort of by the sideline and you were just trying to stay skinny and crash diet? Yes, I would say, you know, weirdly tennis, I was not as in tune as I am with, as I am right now with triathlon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because you could get away with a lot more, Mm -hmm. but I just, I also wasn't educated very well on it, Um, especially now working with you. Um, And then it slowly, I found more importance with it when triathlon training kind of picked up and I realized everything I ate, number one, was going to allow me to 
recover better for the next session because you know in triathlon you're trying to manage three sports so you're basically always training yeah um but then you also you know trying to you know change the body I had this kind of stocky tennis body I would say uh, and then I'm trying to lean down because I'm looking at around looking around and if I want to be a professional triathlete everyone mm-hmm. is you know super lean runner bodies and so I started being more aware that okay I need to watch what I eat mm-hmm. um in order to lean down but I never knew what to do so I'd always you know you the crave diets of like uh, low carb I think was a big one sure, and sure. is I never really did the high fat but I definitely did the like starve yourself oh one. yeah yeah um and it's ridiculous knowing just what I know now and when I was training 30 hours a week, when triathlon was all I had to do, I mean, I would have big days every day. And I remember eating 1500 calories on those days and you know how much I eat now. So I'm I'm mortified in a sense that I feel like I've wasted years not eating correctly. Right. Before. And and just so everybody knows, Natasha and I have a, a very cool relationship in that I got to coach her with nutrition. Um, we did the private nutrition program for, the, for, for many months once she had the baby. And she's my coach. Um, she coached me through Alcatraz and through the London Marathon. And so I have to say it's a very unique relationship that we had and, <laughs> and a gift by, by all means. And I was really excited to train you with nutrition and wasn't sure what your background had been and how much you would have already known. But I definitely, you know, when I saw what you were eating from day one, to what you were eating on the last day of our, you know, nutrition program. It's amazing to me how much you didn't know, you know, and, and how much your body changed so quickly once we had you eating so much more, we balanced your nutrients, you know, we were watching your salt, your sugar intake. Um, and I know it's going to affect your performance this year for sure. 100%. I mean, the fact that I'm able to back up training sessions, uh, the way I do today on lack of sleep with Nadine, um, you know, so my, obviously my schedule is way busier and coaching at Austin Aquatics. There's no way I could back up my training, uh, a year ago when I didn't have, when I didn't have Nadine and I wasn't coaching, you know, all these folks. So it's a huge difference. Awesome. Awesome. Now tell me when you were pregnant with Nadine, what was your biggest challenge? Because I always felt so bad when you would be coaching us and with your big pregnant belly, like all you wanted to do was be <laughs> exercising with us. But what was that like? Because I have so many mom followers, so many, you know, pregnant moms, but as a pro triathlete, even what's that like being pregnant? How did that affect you as an athlete? It was definitely tough in the beginning because I think as all everyone who's gone through pregnancy, you know, those first three months, you're just exhausted. So I couldn't even fathom most days trying to exercise. And so when this is something you've done all your life and um, many hours every day to have that taken away from you, especially knowing how good it makes you feel, uh, was a struggle. And especially someone who has struggled with their weight before. I mean, I was very conscious. You know, I had to remind myself, hey, I'm pregnant. (laughs) You're supposed to gain weight. But the whole time I was like, oh, I'm getting fat, which is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, but it was definitely tough. I think just from a fatigue standpoint, you know, um, being very tired that I really couldn't work out um, and then not be able to push myself. I think that's why I enjoy working out is really pushing myself and seeing how much I can get out of myself each session. And so when I could work out just to go easy mm-hmm. was pretty 
boring for me. I always tell people I don't walk because that's not really exercise. Right. And at a point, that's all I could do, sure. uh, being pregnant. But um, definitely learned how to respect the body and listen mm-hmm. to my body through the process. And I feel like that has helped me now. Yeah, absolutely. I think you definitely listen to your body when you're pregnant. You're sort of forced to, but but it's a good thing. And then we started working together once you had the baby. I mean, you definitely called me and were like, okay, I got to get the baby weight off stat. You know, this is when I'm racing. This is what we got to do. Tell me what sort of some of the things that we changed pretty quickly that that you weren't doing before with your nutrition. Sure. Um, so I was tracking. I mean, I always do track, but I never was as diligent as just logging my food as I ate it Okay. Um, to see. And then also looking at the nutrients, like how were the macros divided, carbs, fat, um, protein. Mm-hmm. I never did that before. So I never knew what ratio I was going for. So that was a big change seeing. I remember in the beginning, I was like, how am I going to hit this protein percentage? Yeah. You know, I was very high on carbs, very high on fat. And mm-hmm. so that was a big change. Um, and then the sodium, I was shocked yeah. to see how much sodium is in our daily food. And yeah. so being very aware of that. And as you know, I retain a lot of water. And so that was a, a big thing just kind of dropping the sodium in my daily diet. Um, And then the sugar, you know, I think I tend to think, oh, healthy snack, I'm going to have some, uh, you know, apples and strawberries and bananas. And, you know, by the the end of it, I'm like 200 grams of sugar. And that was just way too much. So those were like the big changes. Um, And then the final big change, which Um, I would say this is huge is how much more I was eating. Yeah. You know, when you're eating healthy, it's a lot of calories and a lot of food. And honestly, I was beyond excited because, you know, I love my food. And so to know that when you pointed out to me, you're eating a lot, you're eating more and you're, you're not gaining weight. So that's not it. So, um, and yeah, that was like awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's eye- awesome discovery. That's eye opening for people. It's very hard, especially for women, to say, I need you to eat more, and that's going to mm-hmm. help you lose weight. I mean, we have grown up our whole life being told 1,200 calories is how you lose weight, like these ridiculous numbers, and, you know, eat less. And so, especially for my athletes, and even more so for my endurance athletes, It's so hard to get them to realize that they have to eat a lot more because their body is holding on to every single pound for survival. Because you guys work out like, you know, we all do, endurance athletes. We work out so much, two to three hours a day sometimes, especially you as a pro. And so we definitely got your calories high. Now, I will say you were definitely, um, you were probably one of my biggest challenge clients in that you, I've never worked with a pro triathlete before, which was an honor, but you're a pro triathlete and you were breastfeeding. So like I had to get you to take in so many calories so that we didn't affect your milk supply because that is so important for a breastfeeding mom that you have to take in more calories for breastfeeding, but also your workouts could possibly sometimes were two to three hours a day. So once we really looked at that, and I think we, we had you losing weight right away, but you plateaued. And that is when I realized, okay, you're not eating enough. And we started having you, we we got you up to about 2,800 calories at least uh, by the end, you know, even more on certain days. When we bumped you up significantly, I feel like the rest of the weight dropped off. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, when we changed, we also changed kind of our plan of like, how much was I burning in my workouts? Yes. And as soon as we did that, we realized I was burning so much more. 
Um, and immediately my calories per day went up to 300 easily. Yes. Um, but yeah, my big workout days I've been tracking and it's well over 3000 actually, Kim. Yeah, that's great. So. And I, nothing brings me more joy than watching a woman who can eat 3000 calories a day <laughs> and maintain right? weight or lose weight. But you know, it breaks my heart, especially when I see an athlete doing, like you said, eating 1500 calories, because yeah. let's face it for an athlete. 1500 calories is just not going to cut it. Now for, I don't want to say a normal person, but you know, some women do need to eat 1500 calories to lose weight because they're not working out at quite the same level. But for any marathoner, triathlete, Ironman, half Ironman, you know, I, I really am hoping that this podcast episode helps a lot of our athletes realize that more food of the right foods is what is so important, not only for, you know, their performance, cause that's a given, but just for their body. Cause we only get this one body and if we don't take care of it nutritionally, it, it definitely sort of backfires on us. And that's definitely when injury can occur as well. Now, you are a tri-coach. You are Austin's best tri-coach. You, you won the award this year, so that's super exciting. Um, Thank you. Tell us a little bit about where you work and how long you've been coaching. Yes. Um, so I am the director of triathlon at Austin Aquatics and Sports Academy. Um, I've been there. The facility opened, uh, crazy enough, two years ago. Wow. Um, and now we're the biggest triathlon team in Austin. Um, and, you know, what's fortunate is we're all, we're, everything's at one facility. You know, a lot of triathlon teams, they swim at a pool, they run track here, bike here. But we have everything there at the facility. And so I feel like we're the, already this little close-knit family, which is so awesome. Um, so I'm just so excited to be a part of that and, and have this team uh, and of people to work with every day and see every week. Um, before that, I was coaching. So I went from coaching tennis. So I say I've, I've been in coaching my whole life in mm -hmm. a sense. <laughs> yeah. But I went from coaching tennis to, you know, doing triathlon, racing. My husband and I had a, a bike transport company, but on the side of that bike transport company, some people were seeing my quick results. And so they asked me, um, if I could help them. And I've been afforded the opportunity to work with so many amazing coaches through my career. And so I feel like you can learn so well from learning from the, the top coaches and the top minds in their field. And mm -hmm. I, I've been able to work with them. So since having done that, I've been able to pass on everything I've learned to athletes. And honestly, for the last, you know, seven years in triathlon, I've wow. been able to work with athletes. That's yeah. And most of it was online. Um, some of it was in person as well. And then only once Austin Aquatics kind of came about, uh, you know, obviously now a lot of my coaching is in person. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. We're so lucky to have you in Austin. Um, how many, how many people do you meet that are like brand new and they're like, I've never swam. I've never biked, I've never run, but I want to do this. Quite a few. <laughs> and, and so what's sort of your recommendation for people listening yeah. out there? Because, I mean, everyone, I have so many clients who are like, oh, I love that you do triathlons. I could never do that. I wish I could. Like, what's your recommendation to someone who, who's not in this field right now? Uh, seek out from the, their friends that are doing triathlon, how they're doing it and who are they working with? Because most triathletes, as you know, do work with a coach right. or they're getting swim lessons at some place because it's hard to juggle triathlon on your own and sure. figure out how to prepare. So I think ask your friends, who are they seeing and maybe go in and seek that out. A lot of these training programs and coaches are like, come on, just because everyone wants to get you into their sport because sure. the sport is awesome. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, come on, get a feel for it. But, um, 
you know, swimming, I think is what holds a lot of people back. Uh, and once you get a lesson or two, and then it's just practice because it is such a high skill sport, anyone can do it. I've really seen people show up and they cannot put their face in the water or they're pulling themselves down the lane in uh, by the lane line. (laughs) And now they're doing a half Ironman. So I've seen that happen a ton but they've just been diligent about coming in, getting a private lesson for swimming, for example, sure. um, and then putting the work in. Uh, and then outside of that, honestly, biking and running is not rocket science. You know, you're turning the pedals on the bike, so you want to get a, a bike in good w- working order. Anyone can ride a bike, really. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, you know, the more competitive you want to be, well, then you get more specific with a coach and how to do that in less time, sure. uh, especially with the time you have allowed to you. And then uh, running, kind of the same thing. I mean, that's why you have so many runners out there doing marathons and half marathons. Anyone can do it. Right. Right. That's so awesome. And I do think people are so intimidated by our sport because somehow they only see like the high level people. But then I go to these triathlon races and I'm like, look how many beginners are here. Like anyone can do this. I I feel like maybe people should go come see a triathlon race so you can see that there really are all levels. And and people have all kinds of bikes. Like, I think that's the other yeah. concern that you have to have some fancy bike. People come with like the most basic bikes I've ever seen. So just, I always encourage people, give it a try and definitely get the swim lesson. So one thing yeah. I always learned was if you want to be a better runner, run more. If you want to be a better biker, bike more. If you want to be a better swimmer, get lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and true. so I really do think, you know, definitely start with the swim lessons because that's something yeah. you don't want to practice wrong over and over. So, um, so that's definitely. Definitely good advice to get in, find coaches in your area. Okay, Natasha, what about online coaching? Uh, What do you recommend for people? What's available? Tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. Yeah. So I actually work with a company that's called TriDot. um, It's TriDot Training Systems. And I have been a coach of theirs uh, before I started with uh, Austin Aquatics and Sports Academy. So I've been uh, coaching people through their software. um, And and what they do is they actually create a training plan uh, based on predictive analytics. So when someone signs up, it can be brand new. Uh, you would basically put in your history of training. Uh, we do benchmark tests just to kind of see where your fitness level is currently at. And then TriDot will actually create a plan building towards your race that you wanted to prepare for, uh, which is awesome. So they could then just log in, put in all their data, um, and get this uh, training plan emailed to them every single day. It would tell them exactly what to do with exact paces and heart rate. And then myself as a coach, um, I can oversee their training, adjust it per the individual where needed because we, of course, know that life gets in the way. Uh, and that's what I'm there for. And then I can basically look at their data to coach them through and to help them get ready for their races. So it's pretty awesome in the sense that you can train for a sprint all the way up to an Ironman, a marathon, uh, and it builds out your plan all the way through to that race day in perfect cycles. That's awesome. And I know there there are so many people who train online now. Um, again, usually you need to have a swim facility, you know, and you might do a master's program, but then the rest can be done with online coaching, right? 100%. I mean, I, I have coached so many people that are online and so many people, in all honesty, they do train by themselves because you have only a limited amount of time. Um, and so if they have an hour, 5.30 in the morning, there may not be a swim program or a run group that you can run with and they don't have the time to meet anyone or, and do the right training 
that they need to get ready for their key race. So a lot, a lot of people just prefer to do it on their own and find a, a kind of a bigger bang for their training time um, available to them by awesome. doing so. Awesome. And how do you, uh, is it trydot.com that they can look that up? Yes, uh, tridot.com. And there's actually a free trial. Um, so uh, you could go in and get your tridot score. It basically measures you up against all other athletes out there. And you can kind of see where you stack up uh, and what you need to build towards. And, uh, and then get an insight into the training software and what the train looks like for two weeks before you have the option to kind of use the plan by yourself or work with one of our many coaches all over the States. Oh, I love that. What do you think, especially because you work with so many athletes right now, um, how do you think most of their nutrition is? Like, do you think that your clients are eating too much, too little? How do you think that is when you work with them? You know, I would say a little bit of both. Uh-huh. And and this is why I said, I would say number one, and you know this, most of the ladies do not eat enough. Yeah. Um, everyone is underfueled. Um, I can't tell you the number of times I see someone in the morning because our training sessions are early and they didn't eat breakfast. Uh-huh. I'd say that is a common theme. Um, but then in the same right, we do have athletes that they may do an hour of swim and, you know, right after that, I'm seeing them eating donuts or, you know, something ridiculous because they're like, wow, I burned so much fuel. And so they just didn't have that real understanding of, okay, this is how much I'm burning and this is how much I kind of need to replace. So th- there's definitely, there's definitely both. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's why I think I see so many people in Ironman and you see it as well. If they're not working with someone or know their body's needs, they gain weight training yes, because they they think that they burn so much that they just kind of go, well, I can go out to eat and eat whatever I want to. And that's not really the case. Yeah. I see it with marathoners a ton. You know, they, yeah. think, I just ran, you know, 20 miler. I can eat anything <laughs> today. And they come to me and they're like, when I train for marathons, I gain weight, you know, yeah. and, and it is hard. I always tell my clients, it's harder for me to train you, for, train you all when you come to me training during Ironman time, during your marathon, because I have to fuel you so much, but yet I have to deficit you. So like for me, I like to work with clients in their off season. That is the more ideal time. Um, it is hard to lose weight while you're in the Ironman phase or the marathon phase, but it's often also because, yeah, they think they can eat anything and you can't, you cannot work off a bad diet. Everyone doesn't matter if you're a marathoner or an (laughs) Ironman, it's never going to happen. So that is a good point. Now tell me you had a baby girl. How has your life changed since having Nadine? I mean, so many ways, um, but in all aspects of like what my day definitely looks like is there's just no downtime, you know, um, you're always constantly on. And because I am, a, you know, working full time and training, I want to make sure that the time I am home and I'm spending with her and I want to be on and playing with her. And so you don't, I don't feel like I had that downtime like yeah. I did before. I think that's the biggest change. It's just like constant. And yeah. so every day I just feel like I'm keeping up. Sure, <laughs> which sucks. Sure. Whereas before you planned ahead. But I mean, that's kind of the practical standpoint. But uh, in the other side, it's like having a baby girl, it makes everything else seem so minuscule. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. ridiculous. Like you do it all because you enjoy to do it. And I feel like now I'm at a point that I do triathlon and I eat well because I have a really then good quality of life and then I have good energy to then put towards Nadine. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's not all about me anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm like the last 
thing to think about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. especially with you all. And <laughs> <laughs> Nat- many kids. Natasha, many kids. yeah. Natasha's definitely like the mother <laughs> to all of us that she coaches. So yeah, you are definitely a busy mom. Now tell me, because you have a little girl and you even are telling me that you, you know, you grew up with this body image awareness. Has anything changed for you? Like how you want Nadine to grow up and have her body image? Like has anything changed? Definitely. Um, I would say not entirely, but definitely changed Um, in the sense that I do. I I think of Nadine in the sense that I want my body to be strong and healthy. And so I look at myself in that same sense. Am I fueling it to do what I wanted to do every single day, Mm -hmm. not just to be lean, if that makes sense. Um, but, and, and to love myself, I mean, because I would hate, I look at Nadine, I'm like, she's perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> the way she is. She doesn't have to change anything, of course. And I hope she knows that as she grows up. And, um, I would say I'm closer to that 100% where I am. This is my God given body that, you know, I have, as you know, I have big legs. Um, she and does not, she does I, not everybody. <laughs> well, they're strong. I would say strong, yes, side and legs. but I would say now I look at it uh, at in the sense that, well, I can cycle really well yeah. with these legs, and so versus I need to lean them down because I want to look the stereotypical yeah. pro triathlete that's super lean and can run a one twenty you know half marathon off sure. the bike. Sure. Um, so anyway, I, I I'm one hundred percent better being fully respectful of the body that God has given us to a create a baby, but then also do what He's made us to do. Yeah, and and I think it it's very powerful. I, all the moms out there, I'm sure, nodding yes. Like once you have a baby, those things that we focused on for so long in our life, being skinny, having a small booty, you know, having tall, long legs and wanting to look like that person or that. It's like all of that goes away because you don't want your child to have those thoughts. And so if you are a mom out there and and you are sort of still obsessing and we all have, don't worry about it, but you don't want your child to see that, you know, what you want your child to see is that you're honoring your body. You nourish it with healthy food. um, You're not starving yourself, things like that. And so I think it, it definitely you have a child and you do have sort of a new awareness. Definitely. Okay. So what have you got coming up? Tell us what races you've got coming up this year. Yes. I actually am racing this weekend, a local race. It kind of kicks off the Austin season uh, called the rookie tribe. So it brings a lot of new athletes into the sport. And, uh, but then they also have an open division, uh, which I will race in. Fun. Uh, and it's always super competitive because all the best athletes come out. So it's, it's a ton of fun. Uh, and then next weekend, I'm going to race Santa Rosa 70.3, wow. which is in California in the wine country. Great. Um, and then uh, just really a lot of local races. That way I can get to be out there with the team, mm-hmm. which is really important to me and something I know I will enjoy. Uh, and then I'm throwing in Boulder 70.3 because we're going to go there for add, uh, do have a little vacation in Colorado in the summer, Great. get out of the heat, and then Austin 70.3 at the end of the year. Perfect. Well, that's definitely a big post-baby year, but I know yeah. that you will absolutely crush it. Now, you, um, there's some, some of your sponsors I want you to talk about because I know that you even use some of these supplements for yourself. Tell us a little bit about eBoost and UCAN and how you use these. Yes. Um, so firstly, eBoost is, is really just a nutritional supplement in the sense that it has a ton of vitamins, but then it also has a little pop of caffeine. And so what I tell everybody, it's, it's like your five hour energy, but, and Red Bull, but it's all natural. 
um, which is obviously very important. And uh, you don't have that drop off. You know, usually when you take that little kick of caffeine, you feel great for like two, three hours or five hours for five hour energy. And then you just feel terrible afterwards. And I found with eBoost being all natural uh, as it is, uh, and all the added vitamins, I feel really good on that. And so I add that just when, um, I'm really dragging, uh, and I, cause I'm waking up every morning at 4am. Um, mm-hmm. I may have, <laughs> I may have that just to kind of perk me up and I use it in a race as well in a 70.3, you know, mile 40 in the bike and you're just starting to lose focus and tired. I'll, I'll add, I have an Ebu shot and it just kind of perks me back up. Okay. Um, for the race. So that's where I use that, um, kind of supplement. And then you can, uh, that's what I fuel my workouts on. So unfortunately, you know, if we could eat real food, um, during our workouts or on a race, great. We definitely want to go for that first. Um, but uh, you know, you have to go to supplements when you're racing. And I found that you can has been so great in just stabilizing blood sugar levels. So, uh, a lot of the sh- products out there, it's just a ton of sugar. And when you start it, that means you're just going to keep going on it. And it can so easily distress your stomach when you're taking in all the sugar. Um, and you can, doesn't do that. It's super easy on the GI system. Um, uh, but just the best thing is just stabilizes you all the way through your, your race. Um, so yeah, awesome. that's what I use for awesome. racing. Awesome. And just for all of our users today, Natasha wants to give out a discount code. So if you guys want to try any of these products, eBoost, the discount code is Natasha20. And for UCAN, the discount code is U-C-A-N-A-A-S-A. And I will also post that on the podcast website just so you have that. Um, for UCAN, you get 15% off. So those are awesome discounts. Definitely take advantage of that. And then one of your biggest sponsors is Bicycle World. Tell us about Bicycle World. So Bicycle World um, is a Texas-owned bike shop. Um, I actually, I've been coaching the owner of Bicycle World uh, for a number of years. Um, and he was not, he didn't take over when I was coaching him. He was in a different industry and loved triathlon, loved cycling and, and took over Bicycle World. And now they have many shops all over Texas. So there's a, a number of shops in Houston, a number of shops in Dallas, and now here in Austin. And I've been so fortunate to be a part of all of that as he kind of came in and uh, turned around the company and and what they're offering with the athletes. Um, You know, just the great customer service uh, they have, but they've added where you can take your bike in, your current bike into the store and they, like a Kelly Blue Book, they can buy it from you so that you can buy another bike uh, in order to upgrade. And then they do like one day services, et cetera. But Um, I feel every time I go in there, they're like a little family to me, which I'm very fortunate to have. And they've been just amazingly supportive. I remember he was almost one of the first people I told when I was pregnant Uh and he was, he was very supportive. Uh, the owner was extremely supportive, um, saying, well, great, you know, we'll have an awesome 2017. And that was our discussion in 2015. So, uh, very fortunate to have their support. Awesome. So yeah, if you guys live in Austin or in some of the Texas areas that have a bicycle world, definitely check them out. They've got some fantastic stuff, everything you need for triathlon. So if you're thinking about doing a triathlon, that's a great place to go. Natasha, thank you so much. I I have to say you are a huge inspiration to so many. Where can all of my listeners find you on social media? 
uh, yeah, I am on Instagram. Uh, it's Natasha VDM 81 is my name on there. And then, uh, my baby's on Instagram as well. What? <laughs> she, Tell us her hash, her, her uh, handle. Her handle is uh, Nadine Louise uh, 0818, which She's, is her birth date. <laughs> so, so cute. I will put those links also on the podcast page. Definitely give Natasha a follow. She's a absolutely huge inspiration to so many. And we wish you luck and a great season. And thank you so much for being on the interview today. Thank you so much, Kim. Appreciate right, you. Have a good okay. one. There you have it. Now you have heard it from my coach, Natasha. Hopefully you got some of that inspiration that she provides to all of us all the time. And what I really wanted my clients and my athletes and my friends to take away from Natasha's interview is definitely how much nutrition has changed her life her life as a mom and as an athlete. So what she learned from my private nutrition program is that really eating more was a huge benefit to her body. She didn't lose weight until we got her up to like 28 and 3,000 calories a day. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go out and eat 2,800 calories plus a day, but if you're an endurance athlete, there's a very high chance that should be where you're at. And if you're starving yourself like Natasha used to do at 1,500 calories, that is definitely going to be a detriment to your body, to your life because you're going to be grumpy and your body's holding on to every pound it can because it's trying to survive. So hopefully you definitely got that takeaway and had some inspiration for anybody out there who maybe has been thinking they would love to try a triathlon, but they've been too nervous to try it. As Natasha said, as I said, there are so many beginners out there at all of these races and anyone can get involved. So definitely seek out some swim lessons in your area. See if there's a triathlon group in your area. There's a lot of online programs and a lot of online coaching that are options as well. And you can always reach out to Natasha. I am going to post her handle for Instagram and Facebook on the Earn That Body podcast episode page. So if you've never seen this page, go to earnthatbody.com. On top is a tab that says podcasts, and that's where I list all of the podcasts I've ever done. Those will be show notes, and I will include Natasha's handle and her cute little baby Nadine's handle if you want to follow Nadine as well. Online, that's a great way to contact Natasha if you have any questions. She also offered some fantastic discounts today. So anybody who is out there who wants to try the eBoost energy drink uh, and uh, powders that she's talking about, you can go to eBoost.com. That's E-B as in boy, O-O-S-T dot com. And her discount code is Natasha20 to get 20% off all of your eBoost items there. And then she also uses UCAN. She's a huge proponent of UCAN. That is spelled U-C-A-N. If you want to give that a try, go to Generation youcan.com and the discount code is youcanaasa for 15% off that is u c a n a a s a for 15% off i will also put those codes in the show notes so you have easy access if you'd like to take advantage of those if you have any questions about my private nutrition program that is what natasha did so that is primarily for nutrition only most of my athletes will do my private nutrition program because it assumes that you have a full fitness schedule already set the private nutrition program does not include any fitness or workouts so definitely for my athletes i work with a lot of marathoners half ironman ironman athletes uh the 
private nutrition program is what Natasha did. We didn't even mention it, but Natasha lost about 20 pounds. That was amazing. 20 pounds. And she was eating 28 to 3,000 calories a day. Um, and she got her pre-body, pre-baby body back and better, I think. She looks incredible right now, just so you know. I'll have to post some of her uh, post-baby pictures. And I do have a new program coming out called Fuel That Body, where I want to help clients uh, who are involved in marathons, endurance sports, I want to help them fuel properly for race day. A lot of people don't know what, how much should I be taking in before the swim? How much should I take in on the bike? How many calories? How much sodium? And so Fuel That Body is going to give you sort of a personal profile information of how much you need to take in for the swim, the bike, the run, how many calories you should be taking in a day, whether you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to maintain. So that program is going to launch soon. If you have any interest, if you're an athlete and you want to be on the wait list for Fuel That Body, just shoot me an email to kim at earnthatbody.com. Thanks so much, Natasha, for being on the podcast today. And thank you to the audience for always tuning in. We have some great episodes coming up next. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.